One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Stop. Hello and welcome to the AI Movie Night. I'm doing an Oscar special this evening and joining me for all the reaction, talk about films and the nominees and, and general buzz around around the Oscars is Simon Dowling. How are you doing, mate? Very well. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Um, I'm glad we got it sorted. Um, you were one of the first people I asked, but then you were busy and then you weren't and everyone else is busy. It's one of those things, man. It's a crazy crazy thing to cover so yeah, I'm glad I didn't ask there. you to do it at three in the morning do you know what I mean that wasn't <laughs> going to go crazy um let's just stay up and do a live coverage of the mad thing yeah no um, I've never watched <laughs> On the it red start carpet. to finish I've never watched it start to yeah that's the dream um I've never watched it start to finish to be honest because obviously it clashes and it's like it's like three and a half hours long it's crazy yeah. plus all the red carpet build up it, it must go on for like five hours you'd think um all in and then they obviously have all the after shows and all the rest of it so it's it i can't from a perspective of, of non-hollywood from a very kind of british from your perspective irish kind of film background it's it's otherworldly for me i still find it quite glamorous and quite exciting and quite interesting because i've kind of watched the baftas a little bit and i pay attention to some of the other stuff that goes on you know but it's it's the Oscars is the big one, you know. It's the yeah. one everyone prepares to. So, and it's one, sadly enough, that some filmmakers make their films in order to try and get award nominations. You know, it's yeah, absolutely I, I, mad. I, I don't like that, but I often no. find myself being like that. Just that looks like an Oscar film, Oscar bait. Yeah. and I won't watch it. But some of those films can be okay. But I just feel it's it's a, just a little bit like you can just kind of. You can just kind of spot those films. I I would say one of them. One of them this year. um, If we're going to go and kind of discuss the kind of best picture, you know, the eight or is it nine that were nominated? It's crazy. Yeah, there was a lot, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about those um, and kind of reaction on those, and then we'll kind of run through some of the major categories. Um, And then there's a couple of questions and and a couple of things to cover on the lesser kind of high prestige kind of you know i think you know given 2018 well 2017 films really um it's a pretty stellar year for films to be honest i mean looking at the list of best picture so you've got the shape of water guillermo del toro um call me by your name darkest hour dunkirk 
Get Out, Ladybird, Van, uh, Phantom Thread, The Post, and then three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. So, I mean, that is about as eclectic a mix of films I've seen in a long time in the Best Picture nomination. Yeah, I was pretty shocked by a few of those. I mean, I wouldn't have expected something like like Ladybird to be in there. You know, no. it's quite a indie film in a way. I mean, it's not really something that I I like. I watched the film and I was in the film that I absolutely loved the film, but I was like, hey, was this up for an Oscar? It's not what you'd normally expect. So I like that they're trying to at least branch out a little bit, even though even though you, you know, I kind of knew that film wouldn't win. I think the fact that yeah. it was even just picked is is nearly a, a, a win for those type of films, you know. Yeah, just to be it up feels there. like a bit of a shift change. I mean, a couple yeah. of years ago, um, Grand Budapest Hotel was nominated Best Picture. Didn't win, did it? Or maybe it did. Um, Don't think it won, but yeah, no, it won was... quite a lot of Oscars, didn't it? That year, it, it definitely, yeah. definitely, and and that for me, I know Wes Anderson's had some kind of um, exposure to Oscars over the years, but not not massive amounts um and there's films like that and i, I think ladybird is, is it's quite a typical indie film really i i it doesn't feel mainstream at all um no it's very, you know yeah. it, it doesn't you know it's obviously directorial debut by greta gerwig and she's done a fantastic job i know you're quite a big fan of uh, Noah I love Baumbach, her, yeah. is it? And, I love and them both, yeah. Yeah, they are uh, married, I think. So they obviously they're married, yeah. They directed similar interest, yeah. They directed a film between them. Um, they directed Francis Ha, which is quite a strange okay. thing. It doesn't really, it's not something that really happens very, very often. But it's the first no. film that she's made by herself, written and directed by. She's, I think, she's written a few other films, but it's her first one that's just her. So. Well, I yeah, the, exactly. Was, it's, it's it's a stellar film for what it's it great is. Film, I, yeah. I I really liked it. I, um, oh God, you're gonna have to pronounce the name, the lead actress, because you your Irish, Terence will do it much better than I will. Um, Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, I always get the yeah. first name. Saoirse Ronan. So Saoirse Ronan. Can, can I hear is, what you would have said? <laughs> no, I I probably was going along those lines. I just That's always okay. forget the first name. I forget the first because it doesn't. I don't read. blame you. It it makes no sense. No, it, it makes no, absolutely no sense at all. It doesn't read like that for me. You know, it's like Siobhan in that. Yeah, yeah, spelling. yeah. Um, <laughs> she's been nominated three times, and she's twenty three years of old uh, of age. I mean, yeah. That's incredible. She was nominated back 2008 for Atonement. Um, and she's, I don't know if you've seen that film, she's amazing in that film. She's only 13 years old uh, as the best supporting actress. And then I think she, I can't remember what she followed up with, but then for this, I mean, for 23, she's got some career ahead of her because, I mean, she's brilliant in this film alongside Laurie Metcalf, um, who I think, you know, we'll say go on to talk about, but she didn't win Best Supporting Actress, but she was probably second in line because she was also excellent as a mother in this. I mean, they're both just incredible performances for me. Ah, oh, brilliant, yeah. She's great. I mean, like, it's crazy that she's only 23. It's actually kind of... Like, it makes me quite she's already, to be honest. She's already she's putting like in that type of me. performance. Yeah. <laughs> she's already been up for three Oscars. I mean, yeah. Like I think it's quite based. I've been reading. I was reading a few interviews with with Greta Gerwig, who's the woman who wrote and directed yeah. the film. And it's based. It's pretty much just based on her, it's her own life story, yeah. life, you know. So it's it's kind of it's interesting. Um, I mean, to 
kind of have her there, you know, and it's that kind of different try Catholic, and beat Catholic her. School, so it's Catholic, isn't it? Catholic, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That Catholic school take as well. It's very much obviously taken out of Ireland, taken out of that yeah. context, what you kind of associate and then dumped in, you know, a different part of the States. Um, I like that actually, because it meant like, like I found the film quite like I was, I found myself being able to relate quite well with the film. Yeah, I spent you know, I spent a little bit of time in Ireland, and you know, links around the Catholic stuff, and you can feel that, you know, it, it changes the scenario, but there's still the message of, of kind of traditional castleism, castle, ah, oh, can't even say, it, um, is is there, but in in a very kind of uniquely rebellious kind of way. I think it's a really good film, but it, I, I'm pleased it got a nod. I, I am really pleased. It's the kind of film yeah, you would expect. Yeah, me too, yeah. Um, I think, speaking of films, uh, you wouldn't expect to be in there. I mean, it has got incredible hype, um, but considering it came out so long ago, um, considering it's not mainstream Oscar territory, Get Out, for me, is just a, a fantastic filmmaking achievement. I mean, the performances, Daniel Kaluuya is obviously incredible and, and got a, a best actor nomination he's got on to be in black panther and and the guy's career is just on a huge upward trajectory but jordan peele nominated for three oscars um uh, original screenplay director and film i think it's the third time only that anyone's been nominated for all three so yeah it's quite a remarkable achievement to be honest um and yeah, I mean that film came out so long ago now. It's I know, amazing. It's, kind of it's weird, still got it? that kind of traction and buzz <laughs> about it, you know. I re- like I remember being just built up and built up and a bunch of people that normally wouldn't recommend films would say, Oh, have you ever you know, have you it was it was more have you have you heard of this film? And I was like, Oh I was like, Oh, I remember reading something about it because I had been I think I read something about it linked off the episode of Black Mirror that he did and I'd heard yeah. that he was in some other film or something, and it and it and it just built up and built up hype, and then it's it's an inc- it's absolutely incredible film, though, isn't it? It's such a weird film. It's I mean, it's weird. It's, so it kind of crosses genres a little bit because you've got a bit yeah. of horror, you do have a bit of comedy, and I know there's a bit of controversy around it being nominated in that weird kind of comedy category at the Golden Globes to kind of fit it in, it felt like, but it has got that yeah. kind of comedic edge and it's got one, and I won't spoil it because I think I want to come back and do Get Out as a, as a full review, um, but it's got one particular moment towards the end of the film that just made me laugh like crazy, <laughs> really shocking, <laughs> worrying, fear-inducing moment, and then something quite comical happens, which I will talk about, but I, I hope more people are watching Get Out because I still think it's a film that probably hasn't been seen by the complete masses yet, you know? Um, but the performances and just iconic shots, man. I mean, that shot when he's slung back in the chair and then, oh, you know, God. tears rolling yeah. down his face. I mean, for directorial debut to produce anything like that, I mean, that guy's got crazy imagination. And, and especially for I'm him, it's not excited. like, yeah. he's not, he's not really made anything like that before. Like he's, like he's kind of, I mean, what's he really, like he's not really done any, anything anywhere near that level of weirdness and and as you say just the imagination is crazy i mean i only really know him from the that what's it called the peel show he had some sort of a show yeah it, himself, was, something, yeah, peel, it was something like that and then like just being on things you know and just making an appearance so what, what when i found out it was that it was him who had made the film i didn't know what to expect and i was like it's just going to be some sort of like weird a wacky 
kind of a yeah, film, but it, it really it feels, isn't it could have gone that way. I mean, no, it's it's amazing structure. I mean, I don't normally talk about film structure, but the the premise is really clever because it sucks you in to thinking it's a kind of traditional, um, you know, kind of love story with a twist. You know, uh, typical white girl brings home a, a black man controversy. You kind of don't know where it's going to go. You have no yeah. real concept. And obviously you've seen a bit of trailer-based stuff and there's some really iconic kind of visual posters around it. So I, I knew there was a, a, an element of a horror twist, but I didn't know it'd be that crazy. <laughs> um, I didn't know the whole, and you know, a whole family would be involved, which is a massive spoiler. But, um, uh, you know, yeah. I, yeah, you can't at this stage not spoil films. They, they've been out a long time. But yeah, I, I'm really pleased. I think ultimately... I understand why it didn't win, but I really kind of wanted it to. To be honest, I, I know I, really I would have loved. I it actually too. thought that I thought that it actually had a pretty good chance. It must of have winning. been close with the shot. It must have. Been I think close. it was because it's like it's. I don't know. It just feels like maybe I'm it being felt a like it bit... had. No, it felt no. I think from an outside perspective, I think it felt like it had the buzz still around it. Do you know what I mean? And, and mm. the hype, and and you know, in a year where. I think they are trying to recognize yeah, more than your typical Oscar film. You know, like we said with some of the nominations, it felt like that would have been the kind of yeah. I feel like shift away. I feel like they're the not quite. Articles. They're not quite there to, well, to they, actually. They're not letting one of those films win Best Picture, but it did win one Oscar. So I mean, it did. It, was it won, still it up won against some pretty big I'm, films. I'm glad so. it won. Yeah, yeah, it, it I'm glad it won one. He deserved one. Few, I mean, I yeah. would have been gutted if he didn't win one. And I it. suppose, and I think, in, in a way, I think that probably would make. I think that fits quite well with the film because that's that for me is the biggest, is the best thing about the film. I think it's just yeah. so well written, and you can, you, I suppose, you could kind of make, you can make an argument for it not being the overall best picture because maybe it's not got all of the kind of. Editing and all the special effects that it's. In, I would which say I don't really like that, films. but yeah. yeah, I'd say there's it's... two films that edge it, and one of which won for me. Um, yeah, I think the ones that are a little bit more traditional Oscar. I think the post is thrown in there for the gravitas of being. Oh, I've not watched the. I've not watched I, the post, I haven't, but... so I'm not going to pass too much no, judgment. Yeah, but I think when you get Streep and you get Hanks and you get Spielberg, yeah, on, I think on you know what movie, you're going to get. Which you know what you're going to get, and I think by all accounts, it's it's a solid film. Um, maybe not quite spectacular, and I think it's the kind of film that will always get a nomination, but I'm not yeah. sure it's quite worthy of, of winning. I'm happy that it didn't win, yeah. you know, but I think it's yeah. fine for it to be up there. Not, I don't really have any issues No, with no, that. no. And I think Darkest Hour is another one. When we talk about clickbait for Oscars, you know, we talk about Oscar bait. I think mm. that film, for me, feels like that, and I haven't seen it. So, again, I'm not trying to judge. I think the big thing for it, it's one of those films that's got one incredible performance in it um that's what it looks like yeah i haven't a seen a little it either, bit like, like yeah i mean old oldman no secrets and it was it was pretty much nailed on all the way through with gary oldman <laughs> yeah. won the best oscar oscar and he was always going to and i'm pleased for him because he's uh, a really established british actor has been around for forever and has done some incredible films over over his years has only been nominated once before um and i think by all accounts he's he's pretty deserving because he really did 
you know, if you look at the visuals and look at it, I've seen the trailers and various, and yeah, he really yeah, did get into that yeah. role, and, and people think he's just incredible in that performance. So, you know, I, I do completely give him his dues for it, um, but I think it's one of those films. And there's been a few over recent years where you get one incredible performance. Um, Eddie Redmayne uh, as Stephen Hawking is probably the similar one I can think of where yeah, he very is good, incredible yeah. in that film. I, I, absolutely mind-blowing for me. Um, but the film itself is quite middle of the road. It's got a couple of moments of, of brilliance, but it's mainly him that carries it. Um, and so you'll get that in certain films, and that's quite typical of Oscars. Um, I think... Have you seen Call Me By Your Name recently? Is I have actually, yeah. Seen? That's is one. it as good I as saw, everyone says? It is actually, yeah. I was a little bit, um, I was a little bit hesitant on it. I don't know why. I'm, I'm a massive fan of the guy who did a lot of the, a lot of the music for it. Um, was it Serkin Stevens, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I was kind of looking forward to that. And it's, yeah. he actually does really, he just kind of helps make the film, but it's, it's a really, really pretty film like it's it's filmed in this amazing part of italy it's uh it looks unbelievable it's just kind of it's just kind of like massive big old mansion house in the middle of nowhere with a pool and they just they yeah. spend most of their time like in a pool and eating food and just like it's just this it, it just looks and it just has this really nice feel about the film and the acting is fantastic and it. it's quite yeah it's, it, Again, it's quite a strange film as well. It's not like yeah, I I know it's not conventional. No, I yeah. mean everyone's hyping Timothy Chalamet. Uh, oh, yeah, he's also in Ladybird. He's twenty two years brilliant. old. I know, and um, he's up for best again, actor. <laughs> again, it's just like Insane. oh my god. Um, and I'm I'm a massive fan of Army Hammer. I think he's a really good actor. Yeah, um, he really. Um, we didn't really talk about him in Social Network when we covered that. Um, oh yeah, I but, he's, in um, he's obviously the twins. He's the Vinkelvi, but he. Yeah. He's gone on to do some really cool and interesting films. Um, he did a film, uh, Wheatley film, uh, Fire, what's it called? Oh, Christ, I'll remember it. I'll come back to it. Um, yeah. But I he's done some really, really interesting really films him, yeah. recently. Yeah. He, he's he's, inter- well, he's one to watch. Yeah. He's one to watch, I great. would think. Yeah. yeah. I think he's the kind of guy that will come around when the right role fits. I think he is a kind of future Oscar winner. I can kind of see it. It's, the film is Free Fire, which I was remembering, which is oh, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I like that a lot, actually. Um, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, yeah really, really um, interesting. It's, it's got some cool actors in it. Charlito Copley, obviously. Um, and it's kind of like Pre Larson in it and Killian Murphy, and it's just it's an <laughs> amazing cast. Um, it's a really cool film if anyone wants to see it. Um, it's always but yeah, it's... a recommendation from last year. But yeah, no, I, I think. Call me by your name. It's, it's a very good film, and I'm happy that it won um, it won Best Adapted Screenplay, which yeah, again, I think is kind of like a fair... nine year old man. Which yeah, is I actually didn't realize that. That's crazy. Cause it, yeah, it is but incredible. it kind of has. It does have a little bit of that feel about it. I mean, there's... Is it kind of, kind of vintage Hollywood about it or not? Because I, I know they love... Uh, not, I, it's just got more of that... It feels like a foreign film in the way it looks a little bit as well. And okay. it's, I mean, it's based in Italy. And most of the time they're, sp- they're speaking in English, but there is... It, Italian in it, so there is a bit of yeah. I am going um, to check it out. It's been on the list for a while, actually, and I'm I'm glad it's got some praise and 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 obviously quite a few nominations. Um, and yeah, it's I think it's it's very. It kind of has a yeah. It's 
it's a strange like I didn't really know much about the premise of it, so I don't want to spoil it. But I think most people would be aware of what the main thing is. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like it's kind of. Got I think there was a bit of controversial. And... I think there was a bit of controversy around it because I think they they slightly advertise it as a boy meets girl when it's a boy meets boy film. And yeah, that's, that's like a very, man. Very... It's kind of yeah. It's like a. But it's played very well because even in the film, it does bounce you back a little bit that you're like, even though you know you're kind of like, it's going to, and then, uh, you know, so it is well done. And it's not, it's kind of like, there's not a lot, a lot of films with that as the main thing in the film. So it's, and, but it's done very, it's not done to make that as a point. It, 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 yeah, I think that's important. It's not like that they've, that uh, they've based the film to make something that's a little bit odd to go, okay, we'll make a boy meets boy film and they like base it all around. It's very, it just felt like the right thing to happen. So it was, it was very well done, but yeah, it's good. Good. I liked it a lot. Good. Uh, yeah, that is one I will be certainly seeing. Um, Phantom thread again, uh, Daniel day Lewis's proposed final film, um, which I think, did he get no one aid? Yeah, of course he did. Mm. Um, it's Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, <laughs> he didn't win this time, um, but I haven't seen it yet. I, I understand people love it. I think it looks gorgeous. Again, another very glossy looking film. Um, interesting kind of love story, but again, I, I haven't seen it, so I can't really make testament, but it's Paul Thomas Anderson, so whenever he makes anything, it's always going to get some kind of buzz, isn't it? Yeah, I don't. I don't know why I haven't watched this film yet. It's kind of one of those films. Like about a month back, there's this really nice little small indie indie theater that's near me, and they were doing a Paul Thomas Anderson month, yeah. and I went to see a few of the films, like in kind of build up to the Phantom Thread. But for some reason, I just haven't had the time to go and see it. I think I might have missed it now, so I'll probably just have to watch it at home. But yeah, it's just one of those things. I think. There's just a lot of films were out in a month, and I missed. A f- and I missed it three is or four of them, crazy you know? Oscar season, like yeah. the UK and Ireland do get battered in kind of January, February time for Oscars season. We tend to get it like three months after the states for whatever reason, and it's just it's very difficult because if you want to watch all these films, they all tend to come out in a space of like four weeks. Like you've had, yeah. Um, Call Me by Your Name is quite recent, and and Phantom Thread and and Lady Bird. And then Darkest Hour was out this year. Uh, Free Billboards has been out this year. The Post was probably kind of around January time as well. And then, you, you know, and then I, Tonya and various others. You're talking about That's 10 only films. just stayed, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're talking about 10 films of, of kind of Oscar-worthy kind of buzz. And, and you've only got things like Get Out and Dunkirk, which came out last year. Speaking of Dunkirk, um, a film I saw in the IMAX and haven't seen since... And I'm not sure I will. And I, it's not to say I don't love it in, for what it is. And so for me, it was all about the sound and the visuals and that tension in the IMAX when the Spitfire is going overhead. It felt like a, you know, it felt <laughs> like, like an it was incredible, there, yeah. It was an incredible yeah. experience. It was like, incredible. It absolutely experience. blew my mind. But it's not a traditional story. Like it's not a, a script driven story like some of the other films mm. that are nominated. And, it was a film that was quite daring and quite bold and, and obviously typically Christopher Nolan um, in its delivery. But I'm understanding why it didn't win more than a couple of technical 
Oscars, yeah, which I definitely. kind of thought should have gone to Baby Driver, um, sound and, and, and editing. But yeah, me I, too. I, I was, know. I think, for Freddie Vogue, kind of <laughs> the same thing to yeah. say about that. I was a little bit peeved. I just felt I just like, thought he uh, should have uh, had one. I mean, sound editing in that film, Baby Driver, I just had to mention. That's like it. the whole film, really, isn't it? That's like, it, I mean, it's not the yeah, whole film, people but just it's like, go, it's, it's people such a big say part it's a soundtrack, film. you know, but it's not just a soundtrack. When he's got but one it's headphone in. the film, in, yeah, exactly. But when he's got one headphone in, it's a different sound to when he's got both in. And then yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When, it, like, when Buddy takes the headphone out and puts it in his, it, did. it changes the dynamics of the sound. And yeah. I'm like, this is just unreal. And obviously that opening, well, the, the scene when he's gliding along um going to get the coffees and all the kind of words and lyrics are on the kind of graffiti and artwork around the street and it's just like this is all about the sound this is edgar Wright. i watched it again last night and honestly there's a song there isn't a break for a song for more than like two minutes <laughs> in the entire film it's the soundtrack is mad. amazing there's like 25 like yeah there's something like 25 or 30 songs 30 songs yeah but, i came out the cinema and bought the soundtrack instantly yeah. kind of thing you know it was one of those things i was like yeah. i need this soundtrack because edgar wright's got incredible taste in music um but i was a little bit gutted because if anyone's ever listened to me on the comic pod or anywhere probably if they've just bumped into me i've probably been banging on about <laughs> edgar wright at some <laughs> stage or scott pilgrim at one point in my life or another but i just think it, it's exciting to see where edgar wright goes next in fairness and i think he, yeah. he will have more commercial praise and i think he doesn't make those kind of films but he's moving in those directions of the less conventionally funny kind of films to the slightly edgier more fun, you know more dynamic a little bit different tones you know so i'll see where he goes but i mean dunkirk is is a feat it is it is is a magical well i don't know not magical but mesmerizing kind of experience you are glued to the screen when you're in there and the sound and everything just blows your mind but i didn't ever i didn't leave going completely satisfied by the, the yeah, story such strange, so that's what it? left me a little bit you know, I admire it a lot, but I don't love it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think I kind of feel a little bit like that. I mean, I went to I went to see it in IMAX as well. I don't. I know this is probably gonna doesn't really. I don't like to tell people this, but I don't really. I don't really see the point of watching that film at home personally now. No, no, I mean, no. There you. might be some people who. I mean, if you have like a massive big screen and like a Dolby Atmos or something, then. Met, possibly but even still i just think there's for me the... meme. have you seen the meme of the flip <laughs> no. phone where it says watching dunkirk in its prime location or, or some shit like that and it's basically someone watching it on the smallest phone of all time it's like this is not the way that <laughs> is obviously someone's taking a piss but it's yeah. not the way anyone would envisage it's the film it's like, the type as soon of as film. I saw in imax i was like just see it in yeah. the biggest screen you can see with the loudest sound you can you can find it's that's definitely that's not, it should be seen it's definitely not, not a film you want to watch on an airplane anyway. On no, a little tiny oh God, airplane that'd be awful, screen. wouldn't it? Yeah. But those crap airplanes. <laughs> they make you feel films. ill, probably. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought, like, I just thought that for me personally, I like things that are written well and, and acted well. And I like films that are mostly people just kind of talking. So I'm not a big, uh, yeah, I'm not a massive, films, yeah. I'm not a massive action fan. I think th- this is just, a purely action film and I was very entertained and I felt like I was in the Spitfire but I just felt like the people in it the actors and who they were they were just bland 
Like there was no. Well, they weren't given a whole lot to work. With. They weren't given. They had, no, they no. weren't given a whole lot to work with, and it wasn't. They barely had. I a think, name even. You know, like there was. I know. A few people who weren't even didn't have a name, and it's just a well, bit. Well, I think that I was just the found idea. that hard. I found it yeah, hard. That's what I, struggled. Uh, that's right. The big thing with it is there's no. I didn't feel connected to any of the characters. Yeah. So you don't really care about their journey. Um, I think the whole point is you're not supposed. You're supposed to care about the bigger picture of things and what transcended so, what yeah. happened but you need as a film follower you need you need to root for someone do you know Something what i mean like, like and, and because the the enemy is such because the, the germans attacking you didn't even see i don't think in the whole film you saw a face of someone they were all a yeah, like a hidden was... entity which is very clever because it was all built by that tension and that incredible score but it didn't look like you said imax experience I think it's yeah, incredible exactly. for that, but it's not a film I'm going to sit down on a Sunday evening or, or something no. I want to kick back and and it, it's not something that I, I like. I said I, I don't know if I will rewatch it. I, I honestly don't. I think I loved it for what it was at the cinema, and that's that experience, you know. Um, there's a couple of films that have done that before, and, and you just you think you're yeah, going to go back to them. Saving Private never right, do. Like, like uh, I just think I, I this film. Saving Private Ryan, I, I was going to re-release that. If they ever released that, in yeah, IMAX, I would go. In I was going to say that film kind of did that right because you felt you kind of had that call with the yeah. with like Hanks in it. Like you kind of felt a bit. I felt like an attachment to people in that film, but they still had the whole the big battles and the tension. It, it got I it think right. That's it was personally yeah. balanced. I, I love it's that probably film. the most balanced war film. I mean, Apocalypse Now, obviously, is the yeah. other, but it, it's it's definitely close. Um, I'd, lo- I'd love to see that in. Uh, I'd love to watch that in IMAX. Yeah, I think we should start a little petition if we could just get everybody just <laughs> <laughs> go to your local amazing. cinema. <laughs> It'd just be amazing, man! It would be amazing if they they re edited that for IMAX, yeah. Um, there's a couple of other big films, um, and these are two that I would probably spend a little bit longer on, only because these are the kind of two uh, favourites of mine. Um, and also, for me, obviously, there's some some kind of big nods in terms of um, acting as well, in, in, in terms of best actor and actress and things as such, um, and supporting actor. So... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I will, yeah, I'll mention a couple of the other things later and come back to some of the other performances and films that I really liked and, and have been nominated and haven't won and such. But first for me, um, free, free billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, I've wanted to talk about this film with someone ever since I've watched it because <laughs> I loved In Bruges, right? So In Bruges is, is you know, Martin McDonough. Um, it's a brilliant, brilliant film. Brendan Gleeson, who is a hero of mine, um, and the kind of much maligned for, for no reason, really, um, Colin Farrell, who for me has had an incredible career, but people often fall back on the years of, uh, you know, alcohol abuse and, and the mm. shit films he was making like Alexander and things at the time. But he's done things in between that, like Minority Report and Collateral and um Intermission. And Bruges. Intermission, uh, Intermission is, is, is a brilliant amazing film, film. Uh, which I, I got uh, I watched love it. um when I was in Ireland, when I lived in Ireland for a little bit in Dublin and it's just the typical <laughs> Irish film and I love it. Um and he's made some you know, he's gone on to do some really interesting things. I know he's now working with that director and did Lobster and, and something else that came out. Yeah, he made the Lobster, yeah, which is bold film for him. I, I like him as an actor, but he does get a lot of, he definitely does get a lot of grief. He's not I even just, in this. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm talking about it, but yeah. it's just because I had to mention him in Bruges, really. So, I think so, so Martin yeah. McDonough made in Bruges. He then made Seven Psychopaths, which... It's a it's a good film. It's it's interesting. There's really good characters in it, and Sam Rockwell's in it. Um, it's always a big plus for me. Um, and uh, you know, some variously, it's it's a, it's a different film, but I quite enjoyed it. And then he's come back to make this, and Three Billboards is for me. I don't know. It's one of the most original films I've seen in a long time. Um, and the premise is is relatively straightforward, but does have a couple of twists where. It's kind of got that dark comedy element, as you'd expect, um, from Martin McDonough. That's his style. Um, but then a couple of really bold moments, um, that kind of really hit you in the gut and, 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 and almost take your, your breath away. And it, it shocked me really. And I mean, Francis McDormand was always going to win, I would say. I mean, Sally Hawkins for Shape of Water might have pushed her quite close. So I, I can yeah. see why completely. Um, cause she's wonderful in that film, but. Um, Francis McDormand just she's kicking ass and taking names and <laughs> it's it's a brilliant performance and she leads with such kind of courage and bravery but she's just so cool man she's just effortlessly cool I I love her I think she's she's since Fargo um and I'm a big almost famous fan it's one of my favorite films and she's excellent in that she plays the mom in that and she's just had such a good career and worked so closely with Coen Brothers and really good directors but this was the film that just was made for her and i you know when i think he wrote the script i don't think there's another actress he could he could have in mind for me yeah it's uh i mean even just even just 
thinking about the film, I just have a massive smile on my face. It's just so <laughs> funny, you know. Yeah, just thinking back to little bits in the film and just the script is just and uh, and as you said, the, like the casting is just perfect. I mean, it's oh, I I nearly certain that he made that role for her. You know, like it feels like yeah. one of those films where he was just like, it's like a kind of you know your your kind of kill bill thing where he's just gone. This is my film that I make it for her kind of thing. And there's no, no one, one else, else could play, play this. That. No, there's no one else. I mean, no one. this is a year of you look at some of the actor, actresses and nominated. There's some incredible performances this year, and there has been for a long time. You know, um, but it's, it was for a long time. It was Street Show. It was a Meryl Streep show, and, and and often actresses didn't get a look in outside of Street. And and now you know you're seeing other ones kind of come to the fore. Margot Robbie's obviously was up as well, and Sally Hawkins and. Uh, I can't even say. Um, Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. I got it. I got it. And then obviously Streep got a, a, a nod as she always would, but I'm sure she's wonderful as she she always is. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, the best supporting actress, you know, you've got Alison Janney, who I love, um, Mary J. Blige, uh, which I haven't seen, Mudbound is a Netflix kind of production and it's, she's supposed to be incredible. Uh, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf, who we talked about for Lady Bird, and then Octavia Spencer for Shape of Water. And she, I love Octavia Spencer. She's, she's incredible. But all of those performances, um, the ones I've seen, and, and I'm sure I'll see the rest, just brilliant. But Frances McDormand just, just steals it. She steals the show. She sold the show last night. Did you see her speech? No. Oh, haven't watched just, it yet. Has it good? Yeah. I tweeted a couple out on I must the watch account. it, yeah. Um, do watch them because, um, she gets all the kind of women in the audience to stand up. Um, she makes some really great bold statements. You know what she's like. She, she yeah. really doesn't <laughs> conform and, and some people maybe don't like that. I think it's amazing. Um, and you can tell how much it means to her and it means to the rest of the cast. It, it feels, I've seen anything around this film. I mean, Rockwell is oh, one of my favorite oh God. actors. I actually, he's part, yeah. He's just he so funny, is, isn't he? He's just, he's just like... He's like no one else. <laughs> so I, I just, I mean, Moon is an incredible film of his, um, which he's just in almost on his own the entire time. And, and everyone rates him for that. But he's always been a kind of, you know, the kind of second guy or third guy in a film. He's, he's never going to be the lead, it wouldn't seem. I think eventually he will. Now he's got directors who kind of maybe put him on the map. But again, he's the, always the coolest guy in the room. Um, I love a film came out a few years called, ago called The Way, Way Back. Um, and the guy in that, he's just amazing. Um, and he's just the kind of person you want to be friends with. Um, and just then I just have a beer with, man. Imagine having a beer with Sam Rockwell. <laughs> he's the funniest guy. He's just so funny. And in this film, he, he really does kind of get the right script and the right part. And everything just felt like it came together. Um, I was just delighted he won. I think he's he's the kind of actor that is unique, and it's quite hard for a unique actor. You know, you look at what maybe DiCaprio does and and Gyllenhaal, and and I do. I mean, Gyllenhaal is mm. a great actor, and he's gone in some interesting directions. And I know Leo pushes himself, but I just think Sam Rockwell's the kind of guy that just feels different. He approaches things differently, and and you know, I got a lot of time and respect and love for that. So. I'm, I'm really happy he was up. And so was Woody Harrelson, who's obviously quite briefly in this film, but again, just perfect performance. And I mean, Woody's obviously great in everything, but the cast in this was just, just stupendous, really. Yeah, I agree. I just, 
I just love Sam Rakova so much. I don't <laughs> I know. know. I just like he's just he's like just thinking about like that the character in three. Oh, he's is not just incredible man. because he shouldn't he's, be a likable man. He's a racist. I know he's, he's an awful person, he's but you can't help person. but be like you're just like kind of. But you still want him to come through, and he like he does. You know, like he is. He has an he keeps coming back amazing to the police arc. station. He keeps coming back to the police station <laughs> for his job. You it's feel like so bad for him back. though, even though he's you saying these racist things. You're just like, but still, he's just like, you're just like, but look at him. He's so like, you're just like, and he's like so thick, but you can tell that he's trying so hard, and like he's just some of the stuff he comes out with. Oh, is man, brilliant. Uh, but his arc, like you said, his, his, arc, his is arc is fantastic. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a great film. Um. A little bit surprised it didn't win, actually. I, I am a mm. little bit surprised. I, th- I think for a long time, the buzz was behind it. Obviously, Francis McDormand and Sam Rockwell were kind of shoo-ins. Um, I would just say, so the other people nominated for Best Supporting Actor while we're there. Um, have you seen The Florida Project? No, I haven't, but I really oh, want to watch it. I've heard it's very it. good. Yeah, Please watch it. Will- Willem Dafoe, um, who plays the kind of motel manager, um, he feels like he's been in that motel. You watch the film, he feels like he's been in that motel for five years <laughs> rehearsing for this part. He is the perfect fit. And he's not in it a lot, um, but I was really torn between the two. And you probably agree when you watch it. Woody Harrelson for Free Billboards as well. Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, and he's wonderful in The Shape of Water. Um, he really connects well with Sally Hawkins' character and um, plays off her exceptionally well. And then Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World. Um I still love that nomination. I I hope it's performance based, <laughs> but I think it is a big. big it's probably two a bit of a kick up. in the ass, isn't it? Yeah, I think it yeah, has to be. There's a little I, bit. I of think that. it is. Yeah, it's kind I of think funny. it's a bit of that. He's obviously 88 <laughs> years old. Came in to shoot his shots you know, within four weeks. It's it's unreal story to be honest. Um, it's it's quite amazing really. Um, but it, it's you know again some some really good performances in there and I think everyone was deserving and I, I think I'm so glad Rockwell won I, I would have been devastated if he hadn't to be honest um, and then the best film so the best film is Shape of Water by Guillermo del Toro who also won by the best director I'm delighted to be honest because I think ever since I saw Pan's Labyrinth which was probably 11 years ago now, something like that. I yeah. think I saw it in New Zealand when I was traveling. I went to see it. And I, I've said a few times on, on pods that uh, sometimes you go in the cinema, especially when I was traveling the world a bit, and you'd go in and watch, I watched Babel in Sydney. And I, and I came out after two hours, whatever it is. And I forgot where I was because the cinema takes you, if you're that engrossed in a film, and this was way before, I didn't even have a phone at the time. I'm quite happy about that. Um, you're not, you know, not even looking at your phone, not tweeting, you're not, taking yourself out of that situation and you, you lose yourself in it a bit and you come out and you're like, shit, where am I? <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not <laughs> at home. Do you know, I'm, I'm in Sydney, this is mental. And I, meant, I went to see, um, you know, Pan's Labyrinth and it blew my mind, to be honest. I, I honestly, you know, the guy's obsessed with the kind of, the links between fantasy and, and you know, and monsters. He loves monsters yeah. and, and, it, and it works so well the way he does it. And and to me, he's just a storyteller. I mean, he's he's... He's, you know, when we talked about script and we talked about story, he is one of the greatest storytellers of our generation. I, I think he does things that other directors don't dare to do or have the imagination to do. Um, and he, he's quite selective about how he goes about his process and, and you know, he, he takes a long time to produce things. And he was obviously famously he was in, involved in The Hobbit and then that, that fell through. 
And you just yeah, kind of wonder what too. he's going to do next. I mean, this film to me, and I think I'll do a whole pod on it because I, there's a lot mm. to talk about, but it is, it's a, it's a fantastic achievement. And, and I love the fact that you've got this cold war kind of backdrop, this Soviet kind of backdrop. And, and then you've got this monster thrown in for good measure and it just changes the perspective and the film, what you think is going to be for me just completely isn't. And it becomes a, a kind of crazy twisted love story in the best possible way. Yeah, I actually only watched it last night. Wow. Um, yeah, I had been, for some reason, I had it in my head as being a typical Oscar film when I first saw the, the so trailer a while ago. And I was, I know, I was like, kind of like, oh, it, it, this is just going to be like, be, be, because in a way, the trailer showed a lot, but it kind of tricked you in, in a way because I was like, there was a little flash of the monster in it, but it wasn't made. To, it wasn't really made out to be a big thing, and you kind of get a feel that like kind of thing. But it just like after watching, I was like, "That's one of the weirdest films I've ever seen," and oh, I couldn't yeah. believe, you know. And I lo- I thought first of all, it looked. I mean, he looked r- like he was there. The monster didn't. I never once thought that l- that looks weird or fake no. or. You know, like it just was actually, it just looked incredible, and the special effects were f- were absolutely fantastic. I, I think that's why it won down, best picture. I love you downplayed. Know, I everything. love downplayed. Um, that's what you know, I CGI. thought was great I, about. I yeah. love costume design like that. I love when things are done. That kind of sense of realness. I mean, he he uses the same actor to do the the parts, and it was the same in Pan's Labyrinth. You know, the guy with hands, eyes in his hands. Yeah, I haven't um, seen Pan's Labyrinth for such a long I know, time. I actually I know, really want to go back and watch I'm it again. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to because it did. It's the kind of film I really can't wait to show my kid. I know it's not strange because he's yeah, not old enough, but it's kind of got that kind of scary element to it. But it's got it kind of like element, and it just takes you I, to another world. You know. Like it's kind of like in a way, a lot of his films remind me of like the Lord of the Rings, which 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 yes. fit in why he was supposed to be doing the Hobbit. Well, I don't really know what went down there. Did he? I think he couldn't commit. He couldn't commit. He wrote to the a bit of it or time. something. He he wrote a lot of it, and he was quite yeah. connected to the story. And he was, I think, he was in pre-production in New Zealand for a good kind of year. Because uh, I think but that because, would have been incredible, wouldn't it? If that had it would have been. Happened. And then look, the, the the Hobbit films as they stood were, oh, were, yeah. were disappointed, man. I mean, you know, they they had some merit, and I still thought they were really charming. Um, and I think Martin Freeman was still still great as Bilbo, and there's some really nice. Mm. roles in there but it's obviously shouldn't have been three films because the third film is basically no fabricated. i think we all no it should have just been the um, one if it'd been two films and done really one or well two, yeah i think it's fine it, it could have been two when i get why but it never needed to be free um and i just think you know getting control from peter jackson is probably a very hard thing to do because it's his yeah. baby isn't it so i think it was always determined and destined to be that way it's a bit the kind of george lucas effect you know um <laughs> but i but feel I, like he just has he, that he just kind of has that element at the bedroom, this well, perfect, it's, it's, like, it's told so well. I think so Mexican well, directors seem to do that. So I think four yeah. out of five are the last best film winners. So you've got Gravity, um, you've got The Revenant, 
um and and this and then another one i think it's just mad like so that's weird. You know, that's it, crazy it's, actually isn't it it's yeah. really good yeah so i i think it's deserving and i think he's deserving a best director i mean if phil nerve had been up for it i would have wanted it to go to blade runner because honestly i love that yeah film. me too um, i think so, i was a little bit like at the films that they picked it was quite weird that that wasn't there it's I, thought, got, I would you know what I mean. I think the runtime like, has really killed that film, you know, and it's such a yeah. shame. I mean, two hours forty minutes for a, for a sci-fi film that's that's a mainstream budget, and that restricted it going into certain cinemas. It restricted how many mm. times it could be played in those cinemas, and it didn't get the buzz around it. It's still one of I the think, most mesmerizing yeah. films I've ever seen. At the cinema. I loved I, it. I absolutely thought it was fantastic, but I just I think it, a lot yeah. of people don't like either film, and I think. People just, I, I just did, don't think it has the oh, same. There's a lot of people. You know what so I mean? There's just a lot of people who just don't. Water and a load of people yeah. slagging it. It's the really? shit I've ever seen. Yeah, because it's not made for everyone. And I think people go, oh, it's, you know, it's up for an Oscar and this and the other, and they go and see it. And they go, what the hell is this shit? It's, it's a man having I was very shocked. with a fish. Yeah. When that was gonna <laughs> but the, before that Octavia scene Spencer, happened, I was just Octavia like, Octavia Spencer, uh, when she's on about, you know, yeah. where does it, where does it come out? It, it's hidden. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah, and then um, the way they just, just does the little hand gesture, it's like, oh, it's she's just, nice. I, I like think it's great. Thing. I think it's great, and Michael Shannon as well. I haven't mentioned him. Oh yeah, such Michael a great Shannon. bad guy, man. He is the brilliant, best bad he? guy around at the minute. You know, Christoph Waltz aside, he's the guy you go to to cast as a villain because he's yeah. such a fucking menacing bastard. Um, and you do genuinely, you know, there's there's fear elements there, but it's so clever. And I think we briefly talked about Sally Hawkins earlier, but what a performance, man! She is incredible. Yeah, she doesn't Amazing. talk. And he, she displays every emotion you've ever seen on on screen, and she doesn't talk. It, it honestly, I think that's amazing. Um, and you really feel her scream when she's screaming. Do you know what I mean? It's it's kind of kind yeah. of incredible for me. Um, and I, you know, I know it's not nominated, and I know I'm talking from a parent old perspective, but I see a lot of kids' films. Um, and I think I'll briefly talk about animation in a minute, but um. Paddington 2 wasn't nominated for anything, but Sally Hawkins is amazing in that. She was amazing in Paddington. I was like, shit, is he written this part just for her? And he had. And I was like, that's amazing. Because he wrote this part just for her, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Oh, really? And she just, yeah, just for her. He just knew she was the right person for it. And it just, it just works. I think I, I just thought it was, yeah, I got caught up in every second of that. I thought it was incredible. Um, so there's a yeah. lot of other things to discuss. I mean, um, I've got a couple of questions, uh, and we will come back to Blade Runner in a minute. A um, couple of other wins. So, Coco, have you seen Coco? I haven't, but I really, really want to yeah, watch it. I've heard I a lot of great things it. about it. Like I've, to, like I've heard... It's, it's good, but it's like Pixar at its best for me, and it's been yeah. a few years since I could say that. Yeah, they actually. haven't made a great film, Pixar, in a while, so I'm really looking forward to it. But I heard that... Um, like, I've just heard a few things that they actually... That they actually play their instruments and it's meant to be just unbelievably animated. It's not not you right, know, it's, it's not it's just a the, person like hitting their hand the, off a string or something. It's actual no 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 finger it's playing. The best and, animation I think I've ever seen. Um, I'm gonna have honestly, to go see it. And you feel like when they're in Mexico, now. so it's it's purely authentic Mexico. I think all of the cast or ninety odd percent of them are Mexican um, mm. descent. And it's a really beautiful telling of 
so the Day of the Dead. Um, and it's it's kind of got that typical Pixar kind of, you know, fantastical kind of feel about it. Do you know what I mean? There's that touch of, of, of non-reality and that touch of kind mm. of real kind of tragedies as Pixar films do. And it delivers emotion better than half the films that have been nominated for Oscars this year. And that, that's no joke. Um, they approach subjects of death and um, maybe afterlife and, and, and love and cherishment and things that I don't think anyone else can really do was that, that effectively, but they do them in a real sense. Yeah. And a lot like of their it, films it, have that. Yeah. Kids can understand, man. I mean, up has got, it's, it's about as emotional as I've been at a kind of film since up was released. Yeah. About 10 minutes of up at the beginning. Up is, just, oh, I can't, I actually don't think I can watch that. And, um, <laughs> and inside, inside, inside out, uh, like yeah. dealt with like mental, issues yeah, and health issues well. and, yeah. and anger and depression but it was just that's one of my that i think i thought that film was absolutely fantastic so, you know i yeah you look very much looking and, forward and it, to it, it yeah. one song as well best song which i really i loved saw that, that yeah made. i was a bit miffed um, because i, I was surfing stevens yeah kind of want Savion to to win but i yeah i'm okay it, with it, it. <laughs> you watch it you might you might come around if you watch it it's it's I a really will, really yeah. good film um and honestly when they're on the streets of mexico it looks Almost real. Honestly, I've never seen animation like it. That Pixar are just brilliant. And Inside Out was only a few years ago, and they still make some great films. I'd always sit through a Pixar film, and and I have yeah. to sit through a lot of shit animation, including <laughs> The Boss Baby, which was nominated for an Oscar. I can't this year. believe that was nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> and Lego like Batman it. wasn't nominated, and I'm yeah, curious about that's, that. That's really, that's really, it's really odd how they kind of, like, yeah. how they kind of went out all on, on picking. More indie weird, obscure it's, films, it's and then they didn't been... pit Lego yeah. Batman. Was no the Lego Batman. first film no, up for I don't think Captain a, an Oscar. Underpants. No, it wasn't the Lego movie. It wasn't was that. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I guess because it it's weird. not like is it because it's kind of in the middle of an animated film and a real film in a weird way. I don't know. I know it's not yeah. actually, but it feels almost like they've. I don't it's know. not made as an animated film in the same way. Yeah, I don't know. The other films it's they pick, so you've got The Breadwinner, you've got Loving Vincent, they're quite indie kind of animation films, so they're not traditional. Um, and then Ferdinand, which is... Um, oh, Ferdinand Michael, is very good as well, Michael yeah. Michael Cena as a bull. Um, so you never know. You could, <laughs> We could make an animation film and stand a good shot. If the boss baby can do it, I, I think uh, Hefty Horse winning. is, is going to be up for an <laughs> Up for an Oscar next year. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Hefty horse on um, the red carpet. I'm telling you, it's it's got. I can see it. <laughs> I'm good. I'm this gonna be a giant horse costume. Well, I can fit around four. I'll be the back end of the people. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll who was it? Who was um, squeezing there? Easy. Who was saying on Twitter about the red carpet? Uh, I don't know. Trev. Trev Downey. Trev. Had to be. Have Trev, to give him a. Yeah. Have to give him a little shout out. He he can take the rear end as well. He can, can, he can go at the back. <laughs> Jesus. Um, this Preview book's taking a there. different turn. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, best original score this year was The Shape of Water. Um, it beat Dunkirk, Hans Zimmer, which was a bit of a shock. Um, Johnny Greenwood, uh, Radiohead, I love, did Phant- Phantom Thread um, score, which I, I really need to check out now. Um, yeah, me too, yeah. And, and they did beat uh, The Last Jedi as well. Star Wars wasn't really kind of up for much, um, which I kind of understand. It's it's, yeah. it's it's not really 
I liked it a lot and, and I got a lot of positive things to say about it, but I don't think it was quite as technically there as some of the others. We talked about original screenplay. Um, winner was Jordan Peele, um, much deserved for Get Out. I loved that Lady Bird was nominated, The Shape of Water, Free Billboards. That's a really tough category. And the outside and the one there sick, is yeah. The Big Sick, which yeah. is one of my favorite films I like films that, of that last was year. up as well, actually, yeah. That was yeah, great. I, I just think it's like brilliant. And again, a bit like Lady Bird, it's, it's a very kind of original story of someone's background you know it's very almost self-portrayal events oh, it's, of it's, what happened to him it's know? about so, him isn't it yeah yeah him and his wife but yeah it's, it's his wife his wouldn't life. play her no wouldn't play no. the role which must have been quite strange it must have been it such a been weird a thing strange. you know well they don't very spend a lot of time for... on screen together when she's not in a coma so i guess it kind of makes yeah, sense true, actually, in the yeah, yeah. it's mainly holly hunter and um oh god who's the guy who's on channel five um in the morning, who plays the dad in it? I can't remember Jeff his name. Jeff Cobb? No, I am not Jeff Cobb. Uh, no. The other. Oh my god, it's so bad. I know. I have. His oh, face everybody loves stands. Raymond. It's Raymond. Yeah. Face. Where did I get Jeff Ray Romano from? I, Ray Romano. Romano. I don't know it's where you go. Strange place. Edit, Ray Romano. Edit that amazing out, in it. He's amazing in it. Uh, Ray Romano. Yeah, he actually and, is. And Holly Hunter. He? Yeah, he really is. He's got he some is, brilliant actually, lines. Yeah. Um, I love that film. I think it's a really good film. Everyone should check it out. Um, that's the kind of major ones in terms of the actors, actresses score, uh, you know, loads of other stuff. Adapted screenplay. I was really happy. The disaster artist was up. Yeah. That was great. I do think if there wasn't such controversy surrounding him at the minute, he might well have seen, uh, a nomination for James Franco, but I figure, I think that's why I think they had to, yeah. Yeah. After what happened last year, um, with Katie Affleck winning, um, which wouldn't have happened this year, let's be honest. Um, I I think given the kind of surroundings, things around him, you know, I think like we said, James Ivory calling by your name was, was deserved. A lot of people have got a lot of love for Aaron Sorkin's Molly, Molly's game because Aaron Sorkin is, is, the man of writing and talked about on the social network and he obviously wrote West Wing. Um, and Mudbound got a nomination, which was good. Um, in the cinematographer category, I do have to mention that, um, the first ever female nominated cinematographer, Rachel Morrison for Mudbound. Um, that's in itself. That's insane, it's, actually, isn't it's it? It's insane. Yeah. It is. That um, is. Hoyt van Hoytema for Dunkirk, uh, Nolan's favourite, um, and Dan Loyston for Shape of Water, probably very close. Um, but the winner finally, and I will just read the films he's been nominated for, and this will blow your mind in the fact that he's never won an Oscar before. So the Deke, Roger Deakins, um, incredible man that he is, has never won an Oscar and he's been nominated 14 times. So. <laughs> He was nominated in 95 for The Shawshank Redemption, in 97 for Fargo, uh, 98 film called Cundon, which I've not seen, and then Oh Brother, Where Out Thou? The Man Who Wasn't There, No Country for Old Men. Unbelievable that he's not watched that. Assassination of Jesse James, The Reader, True Grit, Skyfall, Prisoners, Unbroken, Sicario, and Blade Runner. I mean... Wow, yeah, that's an incredible feat. he's not won four or five at least... Is, is beyond me, to be honest. He is, and, and cinematography is something that is kind of hard for people to get their head around. You notice a lot of actors, uh, directors, sorry, work was the same yeah. cinematographer. So the Coen brothers use, um, Deacons a lot. 
Um, Denny Villeneuve has, has taken him up, obviously done prisoners with him in Sicario and Blade Runner. Um, and there's, you know, Wes Anderson's got a, a certain cinematographer that works with him quite regularly. Um, and you can feel that. So it's their input on the film and how it looks and how it feels. Um, my one always to go back to, and he sadly died a few years ago, um, was a man, and I've forgotten his name, um, wrote a petition. He was a man that was a cinematographer on that film. And for me, that's, you know, if I was making a film, that's, I don't know, the sequences in that and the driving scenes. Um, he worked with Sam Mendes a few times, but um, it did win Oscar winner for Best Cinematography. So it was Conrad L. Hall um, and his back catalogue, things like American Beauty um, and, yeah, Road to Perdition. And, oh, God, he's done some amazing things going way back. Um and you would say, expect him to still be going strong, but he, he said they passed quite young. Um, and, and there's some of these cinematographers that just don't get the praise that they deserve. And Deacons is the one because, I mean, Blade Runner was so deserving of this category. It's 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 the most visually beautiful film I've ever seen. And, and it did blow my mind at times, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. It was, um, I, I saw it in IMAX as well. Luckily yeah, enough, me too. Um, I actually saw it twice. I saw it just once when it was first out in Norma, and then I was like, I have to go see this film in IMAX. I just have to. And yeah, it was. It's I like the bit where they come into um. It's the bit at the end. Um, Vegas. Yeah, I thought just it just that just looked so cool. It's it just like ah. Uh, I loved all. I loved all incredible. the different areas, even the beginning one when you've got um, the kind of insect farm stuff, which just looked otherworldly for Blade Runner. And obviously, you're used to those kind of neon cityscapes, but then they go to the kind of junkyard area where the orphanage is, and it's just like this is mad. Like I've seen anything like this, and it just looked, it looked incredible. And I'm so glad it won. I yeah, mean, me too. I, I would have but been even so like good the... to it, you know. Even like the even the first film, I mean, I've watched that. I watched that quite oh, recently, and it still looks so good. I mean, it holds up so well. Yeah, if you want to listen, we we've done podcasts um, on Trev Danny and, and Joe, who used to host this on 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 the original Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So um, we have discussed both films. I think we did twenty forty nine. We must have done. Um, uh, in detail on on former pods, so you can go back and listen. And yeah, they're both just excellent, um, excellent films and and cinematography. I'm so glad Deacons finally won. I mean, don't know how it took this long. I really don't. Um, but it's it's a massively deserving thing. Um, is there anything else that stands out for you? I mean, I think the event mm. as a whole looked looked really good. Um, I'm really pleased with everyone that's that's won because I think it was fair. I don't. I, I look at it and I don't. There wasn't any shocks as such, do you know what I mean? But I think everyone was fairly justified in what they won. I think so as well. I mean, there was a few things I would have liked to have won just for myself, kind of all, like like we talked about earlier with the editing and yeah, baby you know, driver, baby driver. Baby driver. It was just a little bit, but I mean, you can I can see why Dunkirk won them as well, and. I can I you can know. see that too. Yeah, I just so think Blade, not, uh, Blade Runner I didn't feel too hard done by a couple you know, of so others. Yeah, production design, um, Shape of Water as well. Visual effects was Blade Runner up against Star Wars and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two and War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, editing went to John Kirk as well instead of Baby Driver and Shape of Water. Um, 
and sound editing, sound mixing. So you can see there's a lot of, of technical categories in Oscars that people don't always understand, but yeah, they mean a, they mean a lot to yeah. the people that work hard exactly. on these films because you've got to got to look at it from their perspective. It's not just the direction and the main actors, or or even you know production. It must be it must be so hard to be all, that. Yeah, I'd say it's, it's all the such work a, and the like, hours and you the get no credit for doing all that work. No, no, you don't. Just, you like, just get a kind bumped of small like, paycheck. Most people are just like, just wouldn't even know that they'd like editing. But if you know, it's hard to explain. I suppose. Um, it is, and, and from an outside perspective, even for me, I'm not trying yeah, to be of it, and I want to be, and I don't know why. Sound I'm editing, this I'd long, be but, you know. okay, yeah, but editing, I wouldn't really know. I think it's one of those things that if you don't notice it, then they've, then it's been made well. I think that's the problem yeah. with it. That's kind of like my work is like that. Like no, when you, you don't, right. when you don't know yeah. that it's there, that means that. You've done a very good job. So I think there are really films hard, that you know? are quite seamless, and you rewatch them back, and you go, "Christ, this is." I mean, you know, Baby Driver is a, is a rule, like we said, and Edgar Wright films as a whole. But he has they, that they very distinct the way he of scenes, edits. You know? Is quite it is him, but even though it's not him who actually does edit it. But he, you know, yeah, he has. He's a very obviously very particular close way of doing to the process. Yeah, ah, exactly. I, I imagine so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of. A couple of things we we didn't really talk about, and I know we've not seen it. Have you seen it on you? No, it's 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 only just come out on Friday over here, so I'm going to watch it. Yeah, and go and see it. Um, so Alison well, Janney, actually, you know, is apparently and Margot Robbie, who yeah, I, I think must but be even from the trailer, you Robbie, can just kind of tell. nailing stuff at the minute. Margot Robbie, I didn't even, has got a production you know what? team. Yeah, she's got she's got a production team. She's producing some fantastic films. Um, she's very ambitious, you know, and very young, and and obviously mm-hmm. she was nominated. But I think it sounds like Alison Janney kind of completely steals the show. I think and, so. Yeah. And everyone kind of knows her from the West Wing, and she's the mum in Juno, and she's been around. Ten things I hate about you, I remember from all those years ago. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> she's just great in everything she's always been in. She's such a charismatic actress. Um, but I think she just kind of completely transforms herself in this film, and she gives an incredible I, speech. Like I didn't know. I didn't know it was her when I saw the trailer. At first, I was just like, that, I was like, she looks like really familiar. And yeah. then, like, when it came up at the end, I was just like, holy shit, okay, that, that was Margaret Robbie. That's insane because she just looks like she looks like the real person. Uh, yeah, she does. T- Tanya Harding. There's actually um, a weird little link back um, to Sufjan Stevens, actually, has, a, has written thing about her a song about okay. her i don't know if it's actually in the film though but um it's just about it's about her so it's kind of a weird happy, little thing yeah um kind of music video. overall really happy i think the, the one other thing i've got to mention um logan um nominated for best adapted screenplay I would have loved it to win something i know it's yeah not your typical oscar film by any stretch um and you can't look at it next year and go, oh, yeah, Infinity War is going to sweep the bill. Although I might imagine it might be in with a shot for some of the editing categories if it comes as, uh, you know, the standard and visual effects that we'd hope it would do. Um, but Logan, yeah, can't imagine that nomination. Us, yeah. That nomination is quite a bold thing, you know. I mean, like we said, it's in there with Disaster Artist and, and Call Me By Your Name and, and Molly's Game and stuff. But it's it's a really interesting film and, and we've done a pod on it on Comic Pod and really proud of it. And it's, 
it's such an exceptional film for for and it doesn't matter what genre you know it's just an exceptional film and, and i'm glad it was nominated and i'd like to see more like we said at the start of this more kind of different films in there the big sick being in there you know, yeah. disaster artist um logan you know there's a kind of good variety you know it gives you hope that you'll see different actors and actresses winning and different directors and you know it's it's it seems a little bit more of an even keel um the one thing for me and i will leave it with this is i think coco should have been nominated for best picture and i once you see it, you'll probably agree with me and i think it's kind of time that things aren't just boxed into just I think, the, yeah you know i felt it, like it, that just for looking at while. some of the other films i honestly i don't get by every everyone's called or the post or i just don't you know it sounds to me like it's that it should have been worthy and it seems i always find it a little bit disappointed when people don't always give maybe comedies or, or superhero films or, or whatever genre it would be that you think isn't maybe getting enough respect it has it has to be a certain type of film to be an oscar nominated but i I hope mm. that that is slowly changing. It does that. seem like it is, but yeah, I don't really. I know what you mean about the best, best picture because that's the one, that's the big one that everyone wants to win, and it's meant yeah. to be like the, the best film out that. Well, I year think you could overall, put that down to five. So could, I think you could anything. put it down to five. They've obviously bumped it up to nine. The nine, I thought the long. nine was a bit much because it kind of takes away the winner. Is I think it kind of does take it away a little bit because then you're just like although the film that won won you can't you feel like they've lumped in nine films it's not as big of a thing as it was if there's just five i mean if there's five and your film is picked that's you're like you know yeah that's incredible but maybe they felt like to have the more indie films and non-oscar films they needed to have more which is a bit pointless then you know it, it is it you is know, I, I don't think you need it like i honestly don't no. I, I think the things like the post and and you know i'd argue dunkirk feels like it's just not quite there for me you know visually in the, in the effects and sound it isn't that's the thing but it's meant to be best best film and film. it's missing yeah. a lot of things that the rest of those films would have to make it the yeah, best film I agree. overall. It's, it's so, the yeah. story, isn't it? Like Free Billboards yeah. and The Shape of Water and Ladybird even and Get Out certainly just live by that incredible script and incredible storyline. So, yeah, completely. Um, anything else in there that you wanted to mention or we we pretty happy? Pretty happy. There's nothing that I would have... Ex- there's no other films that I can think of off the top of my head that no, I, I, should have been, great that I expected to be there, you know. No, other than yeah. you know Thor Ragnarok, uh... Thor three, I would have loved to get a screenplay. But that, well, why is the visuals not in there? Screenplay, man. I think you that know. would have that could have easily got best adapted screenplay. I think if you haven't yeah. looked what's there, you know, I think Logan yeah. was a great film, but I wouldn't have thought that screenplay was its strongest it's strong point. Actually, you know what I mean? No, I, I, I agree. feel like that I, I was just Patrick thrown Stewart in there. Maybe didn't get a nod for best supporting mm. actor in that film. I, I honestly think it does seem could, strange. You could argue that point. Hugh Jackman it? as well could have easily got a best actor. Yeah, they're never going to do that. Sadly, no, but it, yeah, I it, it's, but he I was agree. like phenomenal. So that is quite strange. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the I I Blade Runner for me was pretty high up last year and Logan and Get Out. Um you know, uh, disaster artist if the controversy around Franco wasn't there maybe I would like to see him get a nomination for best actor because I think he was brilliant. Um Yeah, it's 
kind of but sad, yeah, isn't it? I, and maybe Holly Hunter or um, or Ray Romano as, as supports. You know, I think they're kind of worthy for me. I think they're brilliant in, in Big Sick. I think it's a brilliant film. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall a really good event, a uh, really good evening. I watched some of the footage and I will watch a little bit more. Um, some of the speeches were, were really good and, and just Deakins finally winning after 14 bloody nominations. I think it's just a, <laughs> just a proud moment. I mean, I literally go back and I saw the films he'd, he'd produced or, or, you know, been a cinematographer for and I was just like, how has this guy not won before? It's utter, utter scandalous. Um, so yeah, I think that's great all round. Um, thank you very much for coming on, mate. I know uh, it's been hard to pin you down, but it's 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 nice to talk. What was for me, you know, brilliant year of film last year. I think there's some absolute standouts yeah. in there, and there's some I'm yet to see. And, and I think there's always great with the Oscars because it throws up a couple of things that you may not have considered previously. And uh, you know, I'll definitely go and check out. Um, I don't know all the majors really. So, um, and that's that. Um, we'll be back quite soon. I've got loads of, of things in the, in the offing and, and stuff, but um, might look at, at one of these films as we discussed, uh, get out of shape water in a little bit more detail. Um, or there's a, a potential pod on, on Denny Villeneuve that I'm working on. So um, thanks for listening. I uh, appreciate all the feedback and, you know, all the stuff since I've been hosting this pod and, and for the last pods that we, we did on, um, on David Fincher. And we'll be back with you soon. Take care. Stop. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.